Welcome to the podcast that my grandma once called quaint, and it's nice to see I finally made some friends. Welcome to <laughs> AU Radio. With us as always, this is our panel of pop culture experts. We've got Gandalf the Grey himself, George. Hello, everybody. His beard's brown. Well, it'll be gray someday. He aspires. <laughs> I'll get there. I have wishes. He once made it to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop, but he's not going to tell us the number. It's Ian. <laughs> Never lick and tell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hi, everybody. She's the barista with a very own Mista. It's Katie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I like that one a lot. He was once asked what his favorite flavor of soda was, and he answered, carp. Carp soda. It's <laughs> Travis. If, if, if you're not dyslectic, it's not crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your plucky sidekick, Donnie, and this is episode 43, our very first time. You, you know, I was talking to uh, Drew and George about this today. I'm kind of confused as to how you got the plucky sidekick role, because you are absolutely our surly old man who's angry at everything. You can thank Greg for the plucky sidekick. <laughs> I just ran with it. I so. remember reading the script he wrote for that yep. little bit <laughs> one time. And I took the ball and I ran. <laughs> I think it was a compliment. It was. I think in so. his, In yeah. Greg's unique way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a little different perspective. So how's everybody been this week? Been good. Been good. We're missing Corey. Uh, his mom's not feeling too well, so he went to be with her. So we're wishing her a speedy recovery, and we miss you, Corey. Yep. Hope the best for you guys. Please come back. <laughs> we miss you. And, of course, Emily's out this week doing Emily things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's ha- a crime fighter. Right? It'll happen from time to time. Shut she has to go vigilante here. things. We've already acknowledged that George and I are like the same person and also crime fighters. And yeah. Emily can be one, too. We're, we're just one person moving so fast that you can see us both at the That's same time. Want to see me run to the other end of the room? You know, George, you're Wanna actually see closer me do it again? to the truth. <laughs> that was fast. That, that was that was pretty good. For I those really, at home, Katie didn't look like she moved. <laughs> Audio format, everybody. Yep. <laughs> so back to what you were just saying, George, because I want to go deep on that yeah, rabbit hole yeah. real quick because I love quantum stuff. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely correct. Thanks. Yeah. According to certain theories. But I love that philosophy. The idea that everything is just the same particle vibrating so incredibly quickly and everywhere that it's all the same. Mm. Yeah, it's... I can't claim to understand that concept as it's much as you. It's hard to understand. Yeah. I don't necessarily understand it, but it just it's kind of one of those things where if you eliminate time from the equation, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 a strange thing. It's a small ask. It's a hard thing to think about. Oh, okay, yeah, but okay, yeah. 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 There's, there's a cool series on on YouTube. That I think it's called like Minute Science. Mm-hmm. That uh, that does a lot of explaining on those. You should look it up. Okay, it's really cool. I will. <laughs> yeah, I used to I used to have a teacher when I was in my post high school training um, that had the best physics facts and he would always allow like at least 15 to 20 minutes at the end of class when he was done to just jump into hey ask whatever weird question you want and i will mathematically work it out and we'll explain it and you know what's on the other side of a black hole well theoretically and then all of a sudden the chalkboard or the whiteboard would start squeaking and he'd be telling this story that had nothing to do with it but it, it was fantastic great way to learn about that kind of stuff you know at your own pace of like well this makes sense and if i can understand that then jump into other things sounds like a cool teacher did you ever have mr kenning for science no so this guy he was awesome science teacher but a little quirky he would every for christmas they would do door decorations for every class and every year he would put as many dead animals as he could find on the door like as a sleigh with all his like there'd be you know dead squirrel and dead starfish and 
fetal pig. And, were they preserved? Yeah. Mostly. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> he just like that found Mr. them. Foot. Yeah, he yeah. had... Actually, I think at one point he was a runner for the Guinness Book of World Records of the biggest collection, like private collection of taxidermy? Uh, taxidermied animals. Yeah, he had like seven like boa constrictor skins and like I think like four fetal elks, like in the dozens of fetal pigs. I miss Mr. Foot. <laughs> I'll stick with action figures. <laughs> They're easier I, to display. When mm-hmm. I was in when I was in high school, I had a friend of mine's older brother who uh, he was a physics major, and he I was inebriated when we had this conversation, and I have no idea if he's right, but he said, but he told me about this thing again. I was very inebriated, and it always like blew my mind. Of he said this, he told me about how basically you're never actually touching anything. Nope. Accurate. Yeah. Yep. It's. The atoms in your on your skin are magnetically like repelling. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the yeah, the atoms in whatever you're touching. Strong and weak nuclear forces, but yeah. To yes. actually like hold that barrier from because if you did, it would actually just like ex- absorb into your skin. Well, that's where quantum physics get really gets really fascinating because you realize you know in particle physics too, um, the distance between an electron and, its, and mm-hmm. the nucleus of the atom yeah. is so significant that if you get down to that level, you realize there's a lot of space between these two particles. Yeah. You know, and that's where quantum theory gets kind of fascinating because theoretically, hypothetically, at mm-hmm. any moment, one of us could just fall through the floor, just straight through it. Yeah. And it would happen and nothing, you know, there would be no harm because the particles just happened to line up perfectly and just drop together. Would it happen... Probably no, but could it happen theoretically? Start seeing an epidemic of human Tetris things happening just all <laughs> well, over the place. Just... So really, if you could actually like control that, then we could all have shadow cat powers. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly how you would control that unless we get back to the vibration thing. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you could somehow manage to vibrate all the particles at the right frequency, then yeah, theoretically you could push them together. And I think that's where the Flash gets his powers from. Yeah, actually, he can vibrate a through bit. walls. Yeah, that's yeah, accurate. Yeah. Just wiggle, right? Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really fast. Yeah. Yes. You can precisely. work on that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Although, I don't know if our physiology would actually handle it. It might just, you know... I might ooh, explode first. Your veins might just boil or something. Who knows? I'll figure it out. It'd be crazy. You'd probably heat up really quickly if you were vibrating that fast. I would imagine. I wonder, does he have a frictionless suit? Is that a Flash thing? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. They actually handle that really well in the early episodes of the TV show. Yeah, they, I think like the first three or four episodes, they actually focus on the, the, the tech of the Flash. Right, right. Yeah. Which, they, it was basically, the suit was developed for firefighters mm. to be able to go into extreme heat and friction, and it was just slightly adapted for the Flash to... That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if this has anything to do with our topic tonight. Well, no, it has nothing to do with our <laughs> topic. Fascinating conversation. Though. Though. Like Welcome to the science episode. I'll work on wiggling yeah. so I can have shadow cat powers. <laughs> so our topic this week, we're actually talking about the firsts that we actually spent our money on. The first book, your first album, your first action figure, if you can remember it. What was the first things that you remember buying, George? So, Pokemon. I mean, 
that was early on. I was their target audience, like 1996, 1997. Uh, I once saved my little sister from a pool, uh, like a little like toddler sister. She just kind of jumped into the deep end, and I saved her, and my dad bought me a bunch of Pokemon cards as a reward. Nice. It's like, oh, I didn't Aww. think I needed a reward for saving my sister, but thanks. Uh, That's awesome, dude. Do you remember what you spent your very your own money on the first time? Um, I, I would spend my allowance on that. That was actually just a special occasion. Mm-hmm. So I would go down to uh, the cards and comics shop just down here, and I would uh, spend my hard-earned dollars. I think I lamented about my stolen Charizard once recently. Oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I remember that. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing. Uh, <laughs> well, so that was that was my wheelhouse as that a kid. card is worth, like, thousands now, isn't I, it? I don't know. I haven't looked. I, I don't want to okay. be sad. Well, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel bad. Um, it's, when I started collecting comics, though, that actually, that in earnest, that started right when this store opened, and I started volunteering and uh, sorting comic books with a friend of mine, and I got... Venom Lethal Protector number one, the shiny red foil cover, and that was that was my jam. Like that was, I mean, I was like seventeen at the time, which is funny because that was right before I started working here. But how do you feel about the Venom movie? I that's it, I feel vague about it so far. I don't feel good. <laughs> I'm not sure. I I, I'm, I'm nervous about the movie, but the the new series coming out looks amazing. The, yeah, the it does. Series? It does. Yeah, there's a new Venom series coming out. I think this month actually. And, and, and the art that I've seen for it is oh, just jaw dropping. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out what format we were talking about. Oh, here. yeah. The, the comic. Yes. Oh, okay. Every, no, everything I've seen of the movie, I'm. Mm, I, yeah, the trailer yeah. didn't overwhelm me. And I'm not a big Tom Hardy fan, honestly. I, so I do, I do quite like Tom Hardy, but I still have a. I don't know what to feel just based on that one little thing. It's like they give us nothing. So yeah. I, if I read correctly, and this could, it was during April Fool's week, so I'm taking with a grain of salt. But Woody Harrelson is slated to play Carnage. I saw that. What? Yeah. Cletus Cassidy? Yep. Oh. I think it's a Which, terrible casting that's decision. Awful. Well, if, yeah, if that's... he can if he can pull what was it, American not American history. Uh what movie did he do with uh Juliet Lewis, the Oh yeah. Natural no. Born Killers. Natural Born Killers, yeah. thank you. If he could pull that character out again, that would be a Cletus Cassidy. I thought but, he was he was pretty good uh playing the the nutter in uh, the 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 Planet of the Apes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard I Woody Allen. No, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I okay. See, that's way less terrifying. I'm like, why are you guys not reacting to this more? I no, wish I Woody had a good Willie, Woody good. Allen impersonation. No. Right now, just because no. I would totally go into Maximum Carnage, but <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it justice. So just imagine it. Oh god. Okay. What a relief. So Venom really was the first comic that I was a huge Spider-Man fan as a kid. Yeah. That the cartoon show was uh, was a staple growing up. No, oh, yeah, the cartoon was actually pretty fun. Although it went different places than the comics at the time. It did. It did. Yeah. Although I which origin are they going with? It looks like the bioweapon thing, right? From yes. Ultimate Spider-Man. That's that's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Not oh, the alien symbiote that came from <laughs> Not the weird spacesuit uh, no, that he it, found it, in it, Battle it, it, or whatever. I think they're going more with it came off an asteroid and Gotcha. Oh no, it's not gonna be the thing that sticks to the back of Toby McGuire's bike, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that was gross. It's like that space whole movie was puked gross. on us. <laughs> oh yeah, Spider Man three was awful. It was atrocious. Although that's what, back to the Raimi theory. The dance scene alone was just gross. Right. Why do they make his hair look like that? Because he's edgy. It's not. And dark. Okay, but if, on the list of people that can't do edgy like that, Toby it's Tobey Maguire's pretty high on the list, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> that no. doesn't do edgy. No, no, not at all. And their choice for Eddie Brock was just... Right? Yeah. 
We don't. We don't need to keep talking. Welcome, about to, the, <laughs> welcome to the way back episode. <laughs> so, Ian, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was my first comic. Ooh, nice. Well, my first. It, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, that was my first one because I, I, I mentioned it briefly last uh, week, I think. Um, but when I first moved here at six from Kansas, um, that was the first comic that I found, and I bought every issue, and I was obsessed with Sonic. Much like you draw, you know, naked ladies and gore, I used to draw Sonic the Hedgehog everywhere, and. Nowadays, it's a little embarrassing because Sonic is kind of... It's it, the fan base. Sonic's what? Uh, I, you know, he's still a kid's property. Let's <laughs> okay. put it that way. <laughs> That's Although, I will say that the way he has been handled by... Sega? Sega. And, well, and also the Archie comics, too. Oh. Went some... Which, I guess, ultimately is probably handled by Sega. Um yeah, I I couldn't follow it. Like it just got to that point where it's like you guys have been going so long, mm-hmm. and you've told so many stories, and they're all ridiculous. I don't know. So so and they're about animals. Cash and Kate, my two <laughs> nephews, Corey's boys, they both got issue number one, and mm-hmm. to see the level of excitement yeah. to getting their own Sonic, Sonic comic book, it was it, it really tugged on the heartstrings a lot to see that kind of of excitement. My son doesn't get that excited about anything. I just wish <laughs> they hadn't given him a scarf. It just seems weird. <laughs> and it could have been an ascot. But that's true. That would have been... I don't know if that'd be better. Actually, Sonic the Hedgehog Scooby-Doo crossover would be okay. They crossed him over with Mega Man. Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. They did. That worked out pretty well, I thought. Yeah, it, I didn't read all of it, but it was fun. It, it actually was okay. I read a couple of... My son bought a couple of issues of that, and... Yeah, uh, although Mega Man is a weird character too. Has anybody yeah. seen the uh, Supernatural Scooby Doo crossover? Yes, that's a great. It was my fun. favorite thing is that them just the entire time being like, "Dean, this is a kids show. You can't do that." Why aren't you more shocked about this? <laughs> what are the like the major media crossovers these days? Have there been any big ones recently? I mean, the biggest one I can think of, and the first one that I can really think of, was Marvel and DC doing the amalgam stuff. Yeah, going back to first, that was my probably my first graphic novel, with the exception of Creature from the Black Lagoon. DC's been doing a lot in comics lately. They did what Hanna Barbera. They've yeah. done Turtles with Batman. DC's always been open to they that, have. though. I yeah. mean, Batman mm-hmm. has fought pretty much everybody in every yeah. universe at yep. this point. I've got uh, Batman and Spawn. Uh, I found a Batman and Predator. I think I, yeah, I think I've got. Yeah. I think I've got that one. The Batman versus Predator. I think there's a Batman versus Aliens out mm-hmm. there somewhere. Yep, they did it all. They DC's Batman's always been kind of open. Oh, don't worry about it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah sure. Sorry, it took me a second too. Good job, Greg. Donnie just dove right into the Batman references. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, 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 Batman. I would love to see another amalgam style Marvel <laughs> DC crossover. That was that was a very fun event for me. I've matter of fact, my son's got an amalgam poster over his bed. Nice. And he's constantly asking, so who is this character combo of? And mm-hmm. There were some weird fun. ones. There was there were some very weird ones. Uh yeah, when you got to the more fringe issues that came out, like yeah. there was, uh, they crossed over, I think, like the Sinister Six and, or no, it was whoever Magneto was the, what's Magneto's the posse? Brotherhood of Evil Villain? Or evil well, no, it was yeah. Magneto yeah, and the Metal Men was yeah, yeah. The, the, ended oh, up being the amalgam. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's it was pretty fantastic. Okay. It was bizarre. Huh. I only read one issue of it, but. They need to reprint those. <laughs> yeah. I have the I have the collected graphics still. Oh, if you'd nice. be interested in reading that, i happy to bring that in for you. One day. Did you check out that Nintendo comic at all? Yes, I do. I did. You don't have to bring it back, but just okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I probably. We, I mean, I will. It's up. We'll, we'll save it for Comics Corner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Donnie? 
So my first comic that I actually bought, see, I got, I was about seven, I say, I was six or seven, and my aunt gave me a half a cut refrigerator box full of loose comics. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I mean, it was a lot of there was a lot of garbage in it, like Smokey the Bear, and a lot of old Disney cartoon comics and stuff. But that's right when I really got into the Capes and Cows because I actually had a copy of Fantastic Four number one in that box. Oh, what? Um, yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> so, sorry. After about three months, my my father found out that I'd been staying up all night reading comics with a flashlight and took the box out to a burn pile and burned the entire <gasps> box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, it, it's still one of the most traumatic experiences of my life, and yeah, I've, I've gone there. through some major traumas. Yeah, I've been there. But yeah, um, but the first comic that I remember actually buying myself with my own money was um I was actually a teen at that point was it was DC uh, Batman the Cult which was oh, a cool. really really dark story mm-hmm. one that I would really love to actually see either made into a comic or, or I mean a, a cartoon or some kind of other media at this point because it's an amazing story and it doesn't get really brought up all that often anymore but it's I brought a ratty copy of that at home that somebody was just donating to the store and mm-hmm. I not gotten around reading it. It's kind of falling it's, apart. Like uh, it's not sellable, but I have right. it. I have the pages. And I just haven't gotten around to reading Read it. It, it, it. It's it's really good. The art's amazing in it. Um, it's uh, Bl- uh, Blackthorns. What's what's the guy's name in that? The bad guy. I think it's Blackthorn. I think you're correct. Some, it's something. Yeah, it's something yeah. like that. But he's shown up a couple times since then. But then I always wondered what that was until I figured out that it was from the cult. Yeah. I really feel like there's not enough attention paid to it. Maybe because animated media is just dying. But some of the best stuff I've seen come from both Marvel and DC has been, whether it's for kids or adults, is their animated stuff. With the exception of the Suicide Squad No, 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 no. DC has been knocking it out of the park for, I'd say, well over a decade with their animated movies. Yeah. Marvel, uh, when they started going to the the computer-generated cartoons, the last one I saw, I think it was uh, Punisher and Black Widow. They're more like... uh, Graphic novels come to life. They're not really animated movies per se. Yeah. They're, Motion comics, I think they call the, them? Yeah. Something mo- like something. I think the they last did. actually good movie I saw that Marvel put out animated was the Young Avengers versus Ultron, where it's, okay. it's all the Avengers kids in the future hmm. fighting uh, Ultron. That was the last good animated one I remember seeing. They did that. that with an X-Men one, and it was absolute trash. Mm-hmm. There was, there's a ton of them. Yeah. If you actually go back and look at Marvel's... I'd say probably for the last six years, they're they got a different animating studio doing their work, and it, it's really just been kind of been ugh. Yeah. the stories aren't even that good. Like they did uh, Iron Man Extremis, and you'd think that's such an amazing story, and then yeah, well, I mean, the art in the comic was just phenomenal yeah. too, and it, it wasn't even close. Well, it sucks. Iron Man is such a heavily <clears throat> dependent on its action scenes, so if you're just going to do a scene that's not that animated that yeah. doesn't it's almost like this weird i don't know there was weird. some anime stuff coming out i remember on g4 they had a couple cartoons it was either there was x-men there was also iron man and it was all done anime style it was from a japanese studio okay. that stuff was really good really yeah that was pretty good they, i think they did like blade too. yeah they? yeah they, yeah. they were, i think they had one season of blade but uh, the X-Men stuff was really good. Uh, the Iron Man stuff was really neat to watch. And then, like I said, and then they switched. I think it was right around the Disney purchase. Yeah. And they started, I, maybe it was just, they started doing all the animation in-house. But 
Was, uh, did they put out Planet Hulk before or after the Switch? I think that was before the Switch, right? That was before the Just Switch. Before that I one was really That fun. is the best thing I've ever seen Marvel come out with. It's the closest thing I will ever get to a Planet Hulk movie. Yeah. So yeah. That one that and the, there was a, a two-parter. It was like Hulk and Wolverine Hulk and then versus. Hulk and Thor. Hulk, yeah. Hulk, yeah, Hulk versus. That was oh, a, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Those are fun. Those are, those are really fun. He's the too... one that had Deadpool in it. Huh? Is that the one that had yes. Deadpool? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He's too... escaping uh, the Weapon X facility. When, uh, nice. when Hela was like, he's too valuable to kill and too dangerous for us to keep here. I'm like, yeah! Except this guy gets it. <sighs> so how about you, Katie? You, you remember the first comic you bought? Uh, Well, the first comic that I ever got, and I've said this before, um, gender roles were very strictly enforced in my house. And it's not that I wasn't allowed to read comics. It's just these aren't for Katie, so these are for her brothers. So I would just kind of steal all my brother's ones when they didn't want them. So the first comic, first thing that I ever really acquired was this. (laughs) I blatantly stole this uh, DC encyclopedia from my elementary school's library in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I, I'm sorry, I'll pay Send for it. Send your late fees, too. <laughs> no, I didn't even like <laughs> check it out. I just took it. So No proof. You, you know what librarians do to people that steal books, right? I know they're going to come for me. I feel bad. In the night. Um, The first comics that I ever bought was somebody that I think I had to have been like 12. And... A friend of mine was trying to get rid of some of them. And I was like, I'll go through them and, like, see. And I, for five bucks, I had this stack of just, like, 40 things of... And it was all an X-Men thing. And it was so weird that it was one storyline for so long. It was um, some old, disgusting, ratty 90s X-Men that was all, like, revolving around the Hellfire Club. (laughs) Oh. So like every all the girls were in White corsets yeah. and stuff, no, and I, I was in Madeline yeah. Pryor, and I was like, which explains a lot, really. Style, Marvel's style, specifically in the '90s, was yeah. It was so good, though. It was. It was, it was yeah. amazing storytelling. So, that was yeah. that was the last time the X Men had a good cohesive story. Was in the, the Hellfire era. No. After. Yes. No. Yes. Really? It's well, been, after that, it was all it was technovirus. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, they went to the technovirus, and then they went to oh, Age of Apocalypse was taken. I, I, I loved it. I loved Age of Apocalypse. I thought but Age like, of Apocalypse, yeah. Apocalypse, that's hard to say. <laughs> Apocalypse came first. I thought that was before the, the Hellfire stuff. No, Maybe no, no, it was after. Oh, okay. I think but, yeah, it came mid to late 90s for yeah. the Age of Apocalypse stuff, I think. But then there was Xavier's sister destroying the entire X franchise from within. Oh, I thought the Onslaught yeah. stuff was pretty bad, too. Oh, like what, Scarlet Witch doing No More Mutants? No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. this Xavier's sister, bald lady, had the island. Yeah. Sent all oh, this God, no what robot is her stuff. name? Yeah. <laughs> Cassandra? Something like that. That's his sister? Yeah. Okay. And That's basically, <laughs> she destroyed the mutant island with all the Sentinels. And, She's bald, oh. too. And the, Yeah. <laughs> And then they <laughs> just stopped that storyline mid-story, and, and then, then they moved made, on. And, and then 20, 30 years later, they made Kevin Bacon the leader of the Hellfire Club. He was classy. Come no! On. He's Kevin Bacon. He's always classy. It was an interesting choice. And then they made Betty speaking, Draper Emma Frost. Speaking of Kevin Bacon, <laughs> first movie that I used to watch on an insane basis was Tremors. I, I had a copy I taped off of uh, USA, so it had all the profanity dubbed out of it, which was great because for the longest time I had it memorized, but I had all the, the censored <laughs> versions. 
Um, but yeah, oh man, that, that, that was the first movie I noticed uh, a film crew in the background. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, which part? There was there was a scene where the the thing had attached to the truck, and you can see this guy in a white t shirt shaking the, the oh the cab. I've never seen that. I'll have to go back and watch it again. <laughs> Speaking of scripts like that, uh, they're showing Malcolm in the Middle on Netflix currently, and they're showing the widescreen version, which was never supposed to be aired. <laughs> so basically, you're watching, and then they've got the his little brother, the blonde kid. Mm-hmm. They've got the actual stand-in for him on screen, and <laughs> just all sorts of weird stuff. Like there's a, a scene where he's in school, and they're like, "There's no more seats left in the class," and because it's widescreen, they show half an empty classroom right next to him. <laughs> oh my God. I have to watch this. That uh, sounds ca- surreal. Cassandra Nova Xavier. Yes, and oh, she she ruined the whole franchise. Oh, did you see X Men '92? Did you ever read that when they? Was that the one with the really funky art? I heard yeah. that was supposed to be pretty fun. It, it, it's a really good comic, and I really liked her in it. But they they brought her back, and oh god, that it, that's actually no, you're right. That's funny. Yeah. They did that series. They did. They called it X Men '92. That was picking up where they had left it cold. Yeah, right. and they just yeah. continued the story and kept telling it but, like a couple but years ago. They kept they did that with several storylines mm. with the X Men for a while. Like right after they killed uh, Colossus, they're like. Okay, he's dead. And then they just jumped into a whole other story and just left that hanging forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, because at the time I was getting my com- comics from Infinite, and he was having some issues, getting consistent issues in at the time. So I was having to go back through all my long boxes to make sure I wasn't missing issues because it would just up and poof, new story. <laughs> Did it have anything to do with the writer shifting, or was it? I, I, it could have been a writer shift, or they just didn't know what to how to end the story or they just didn't care and they thought you wouldn't notice hmm. but they just monty python did it yeah. they just stopped just stopped and went into a new <laughs> skit it was oh it was frustrating there's something to be said for that so they batman meddled it <laughs> i'm sorry i instantly regretted saying that i lost interest in that series like one issue in i bought oh two. come on i didn't even crack the cover on the second one Oh, I'm part of the problem. I'm you, sorry. You're the reason the industry's dying. No, it's Actually, not. no. You killed Toys R Us. <laughs> if he's buying them and not reading them, he's part of the reason that they're still existing. No, I'm... Exactly. <laughs> totally joking. I still support the industry that I love, but... It's yeah. getting harder and harder as the years go on. I'm I'm more choosy, yeah. actually. I'm yeah. more selective in what I pick up. That's If that doesn't happen, then you just eventually burn out. <laughs> There's few people that are exception to that rule, but the, eventually you you just you narrow it down. <laughs> How about you, Travis? Do you remember your first comic that you bought with your own money? Uh, I, I think I talked about it once before. We were on I was on a trip somewhere, and I just grabbed a, a like a some random Punisher comic. Oh yeah, that's but, right. That's right. But going kind of kind of like what you were talking about, uh, we we used to get uh, like a penny a nail for picking up nails in our driveway. Nice. The the whole property that we lived on used to be a farm, and there was this huge barn, and they'd burn down. everywhere. Yeah. And yep. So, <laughs> so it was our job to go up and down the driveway and pick up nails, and we'd get like grocery bags full of them. Oh my god! And uh, we'd walk down to the to the half acre store. <laughs> you probably remember that mm-hmm. one. And buy Pop Rocks and Garbage Bell Kids. It was one of the few stores that actually nice. would sell penny candy at that point, too. It was like yeah. them and Knob Hill, I think, were the only two stores in the Tri-Cities that you could go and I get d- penny candy. I don't have any of the cards left, but I still have a little statue of... Uh, <laughs> they used to sell these little figures and stuff, and it uh, I use it as the toggle switch on my guitar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's fantastic. Did anybody ever get comics in their... Do you guys... 
George, you remember book fairs, right? Yeah. Do they ever sell comics at your book fairs? Kind of. They were they were comic books. They weren't like, like they got like Captain Underpants and stuff right. like that. No, but there was no like big two stuff or oh, anything. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, we would used to be able to get like Superman, Batman, but they weren't actual comic books. They were more in book format. We have yeah, some of those downstairs, were. yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. And Valiant. That one too. All the Valiant you could get. Mm. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to John about it because I was mm-hmm. like, hey, what's your first stuff? He was like, oh, at a book fair, I got like all this stuff. And then my brothers came home and was like, oh, you like comic books? Wait. Here's all these G.I. Joe and uh, Punisher comics. And that was his. Are you meaning book fair in the sense of like school book fair? Yeah. or school book fair. Oh, fairs. I was yeah. thinking just like a library book fair. And in that yeah. case, like, yeah. absolutely, you can pick it. Is it? Yeah. I, okay. Maybe I'm. Maybe well, for okay. us it was. Yeah. All right, yeah. Hold on. I got to vent something real quick to the group that happened just last night. Because I'm thinking like book, um, well, like the book fair at school where you get the book orders. Yeah. The, the elementary. Uh-huh. That's what yeah. we're talking about? Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, I'm thinking of a library book fair as more of like a rummage sale where you have used items yeah. that are oh, no, a little no. different. Um, but I have to issue a complaint because they have gamified donating to a degree in school now that's, there's a whole website that she had to register for. I, mm-hmm. It's the American Heart Association. And there's all this legalese as far as like, uh, what, like a, what, the, the um, terms of use statement, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, terms of service. Oh, it was bad. And I had mm-hmm. to donate like $20. And yep. like, then they display all the kids' names as characters, and the characters are ranked by how much you paid to. Yeah, it was. And basically, oh you God. get like a virtual oh, yeah. sticker they, if they you sell so much. Donation and, shaming. Oh, man. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I've, oh I've put, a, I put a strict no selling thing on my son. Basically, he'll come home with the book thing, and I'm like, what prize do you want to earn? And I'll give him chores to do to earn that because I am not going to slut my son out into the neighborhood yeah. and have him begging, <laughs> especially when the whole neighborhood's full of kids. So it's like, you're not going to go, I've already got kids, slam. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And it, it used to be like once or twice a year. Now it's like every month there's a new yeah. a new book order, a new the, the Heart Association one, which was mm-hmm. like That's it wasn't even real prizes. It was like you can earn virtual stickers. Yeah, no, she Woo! got she got like three keychains. <laughs> which, to be fair, they're cute. But yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're tchotchkes, You know, you know, you they're got expensive. them earning you know a thousand dollars to get those three keychains for like a Chuck E. Cheese prize or something. Yeah, when hey. we were kids, like. People, like the toys were actually kind of cool. Like you, sometimes, you oh could, yeah, you could get like iPods mm-hmm. and they had, like, like scooters and stuff. Well, and you like, were actually selling something, right? Yeah, and like yeah, yeah, we would sell. They would have us sell like cookie dough music, uh, mm-hmm. CDs, magazine subscriptions, mm-hmm. like all kinds of stuff. Like I remember, I got a lava lamp, and I was the coolest kid. I remember I there being lava lamps. That's true. <laughs> lava lamps are the best. Dude, Although they get really hot, don't pick one up when it's on. I, I advise against that. I've bumped into them. I've never picked one up. That okay, I was like, don't Although, do that. wasn't there a movie where somebody got a lava lamp busted over their head? I always felt like I've seen movies horribly. where people have drank lava lamps. Whoa. It's <laughs> a different kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> was it a documentary? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just imagining, well, they'd have to be hot, right? Yeah, they're super, oh super hot. It just got way worse. <laughs> So you're you're close enough to to my age. Do you remember before Infinite opened up where you could actually go to find comics? Because there was a couple of drugstores that you could find the turnstiles that had you know odd issues on it. But finding actual comic books in the Tri-Cities before Infinite opened up seemed like it, it was a scavenger hunt for me at least. Well, I didn't start like 
even going out and getting comics until probably like 91. Oh, so Infinite yeah. was open by then. Yeah, they, they, were, they were a thing. I didn't discover them right away, so I used to... I used to go and hit the the newsstands and yeah. See, for me, it was because uh, I like I said I've been into the capes and cowls since I was like six, and then as the drugstores started dying out, you couldn't really find comics for quite a while in this town. Yeah, I mean, you basically my grandpa was big into the, the flea markets, so I I'd end up getting you know twenty five year old issues and midway into a story arc and going, okay, now where do I find the next issue? Man, the lingo you're slinging over there is fantastic. I love Capes and cows. So do they still do, like, the subscriptions? Like, they, like I don't, you get the comics I don't comics think so anymore. At least, they, yeah. They've been phasing it out over the last, okay, like, five or ten years. That was a like, huge thing when I was a kid. At least not directly from Marvel or DC. Yeah. I know, like, Mile High Comics has a subscription service that you can have them mailed to you. You can, yeah. And there's a couple other bigger chain comic stores that do it. But unless you, like, come into a quality comic book store and have a pull list. Like Adventures Underground. <laughs> Rich in Washington. <laughs> Nine nine three five two. So speaking of uh, of like it's, old it's school four. stuff, it's four. Uh, <laughs> Tom King has a has a no prize going right now. Really? Yeah. He he apparently messed up uh, the dialogue on on one of the recent books that he did, and so he he felt like super bad about it. So he started a no prize for people to go and hunt it down and and figure out what it is. What what is the no prize? Really? No prize. It's it's an old Stan Lee thing yeah. where. Uh, Anytime you could find a screw up in a Marvel comic, okay. you would write into the lettered section of that particular comic book. Yeah. And you would actually be awarded what was called the Stanley No Prize. Okay. And it was a coveted prize. I always wanted one cool. and never found a, the screw the, up. Originally, uh, I, I forget exactly what it was, uh, but they, they like had talked about uh, some contest. But they, he stated straight away that there wasn't, there was no prize. No prize. And, and then all these people like wrote in asking for their prize. Mm-hmm. So they wrote, they just wrote, you know, this is your official no prize on a on an empty envelope and sent it out to people. <laughs> that's awesome. And that that's how the no prize started. That's awesome. So speaking of Stanley, you guys been up this week with the the whole Stanley drama going on? Well, I will say he got feisty today. Did you see oh, the yeah? video? I did not watch the video. I just saw the, the story where he's getting real upset with people saying that he's so, being exploited. Right. Well, it was funny. So he, he put out a video yesterday or the day before, and he's talking about how this lawyer is, is trying to do this and that his daughter and his best friend are innocent, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I would have bought it except that the guy filming it was this guy that he's trying to defend. And at the end of the yeah. video, he's like, oh, also bring up. And he stands like, shut oh, up. And you're like. It's like a hostage video? It's oh, what it felt no. like at the end of this video. I, I, I really felt so bad for the Stan. He's going through all this. And we don't know for sure if he's been coerced into making these videos or if he's really truly meaning it. Kevin Smith this week actually offered to put Stan Lee up in his home yeah. just to get away from all of the the issues he's going through. So It could really be a couple different things. I mean, honestly, because uh, from the outside, yeah, it totally looks like that guy is taking yeah. him for a ride. Yeah. But at the same time, there might be an element of pride, too. I mean, Stan's really getting up there. Yeah. And yeah. I, like I said, it's, it's hard to tell. But honestly, if you're trying to defend these people, they shouldn't be the ones making the video and directing you as you're talking about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, that that 
was the, the the camera all shaky and grainy? It was it was a it was a cell phone cam. Oh, so no. really had that feel, huh? He looked like he had a bag on his head before they started <laughs> to re- no film no, in a bunker. <laughs> I mean, he, you could tell Stanley's still pretty feisty, and he sounded yeah. a lot better than the video he put out previously when he was talking about getting over the pneumonia. Mm. Yeah. That one was hard to watch. That was because he looked really weak in that one. He looks like he's got a little bit of his strength back, but. I'm really hoping that his family isn't taking him for a ride. So. Me too. That hurts. So on that down note. Yeah, hey, good job, Donnie. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, Donnie Downer. Um, why, don't, why don't you go sit in the corner? In comic <gasps> corner? Oh, hello, everybody. And let's uh, take it down to the comics corner. And the, just wanted that, that, that wonderful music to have a moment to breathe. Um, but yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. I uh, got a bunch of comics and a few trades uh, to, to highlight uh, for the week. Uh, first one is I got a... <laughs> I didn't read it, but it's got a glorious pink and red cover. It's, uh, it's a new RoboCop comic by Brian Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Citizen's Arrest. It's, uh, I flipped through it and it looks like, it looks like solid art. I've uh, seen the artists do other stuff before, but, uh, but yeah, if you like RoboCop, you got a new comic to read. Has there ever been a female RoboCop? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I would definitely buy that for a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) The other cover actually has everybody buying it for a dollar. Nice. Yes. (laughs) So glad. (laughs) Yeah, the first RoboCop's great, then just straight downhill. Honestly, that era, it was the first ones are always good, and then they just pop yeah. out six more back to back. I miss all the toys from like our films. Those were some good toys. And I remember <laughs> the old uh, Robocop versus Terminator they had for the Genesis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so many good times. What else, yeah? Well, speaking of uh, your old childhood friend, Arian, we got a Sonic the Hedgehog number two. Ooh, wasn't one last week? I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah they're they're putting out the first few weekly, and then ah, it's cool. been it's been what like six months since it's been coming out. So I think they want to yeah. give the fans that have been waiting a little bit extra they right off go, the bat. They want to go fast. Oh, George, <laughs> I would like to apologize to you. I picked up I, Izola last week. Yes. The artwork is just amazing in oh, that yeah. comic. I, I, the story, I'm not 100% sold on yet. Sure. But that artwork just blew me away. So thank that, you for, for turning us on to that. Yeah, absolutely. He, That artist, Carl Kershaw, has been doing some really, really solid work at Marvel and DC. And I've been waiting for him to do an image book or, or something just non-superhero, you know, superhero, just so that we can see him really strut his stuff. And that first issue is a great example. Yeah, the colors were just... Wow. Yep. Yep. And I, I hear you. They don't. They, the story's given like an inch so far. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see where that goes. But did, did we mention the, the the little prequel stuff that they put out? Oh, true. Yeah. That actually, I haven't read that yet. But Travis found on the I can't remember if it's the writer or the artist's website. There is a prequel. There's like ten or twelve pages of, yeah. of setup that you can read online that will basically set what's gone on up for you for the beginning of the issue. Nice. And anybody that's been reading Moto Crush though. Uh, it had already has it. That's right. That's right. That's the that was the the writer's book before this, and yeah. they started teasing it out. Stuck oh. a couple pages in the back of each one up until like five or six or something like that. Really hoping they put that into the graphic novel. That art is so good. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, thank you. Happy to happy to point people in the right direction. Uh, speaking of great art, sort of ages. Uh, by Gabriel Rodriguez, writ- written and drawn. Um, you'd be familiar with him from Lock and Key, which is like top five all-time greatest graphic novels. In for me, 
Um, and he's doing just a kind of a crazy. I mean, it's mixed. It's sci-fi and fantasy, right? Like it's it's combining yeah, it, all. It's all kind sorts of, of a stuff. it's kind of a space retelling of the Arthurian legend. Very nice. Yeah. Um, space is in because they still have swords. Space is in just like it's. Yeah, it it happens on another planet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. With I all you. these aliens and. I don't know if I've ever seen like Arthurian sci-fi before. Hmm. It's, it's been good so been far. Really good so far. The, it, it's jinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super long time between uh, two and three, though. Yeah, yeah. He's he is a really good artist, but he takes a while. So hopefully we'll uh, hopefully it won't take like a year for us to get like the first story arc done. <laughs> Uh, along the lines of great art, we got versus number three with the uh, wonderful Assad Ribic on the art. Uh, the space gladiator thing chugging right along. We're on issue three on that. Um, back on the capes and cowls, we got Captain America number 700. If you like the, uh, yeah, I don't know. What numbering scheme are we on now? Well, it is, I mean, you know, they'd been, <laughs> they'd run back to the legacy number for a little while. Um, so this is, according to them, however they do the math, this is the 700th um, okay. Captain America right, solo because they title. resumed, yeah, okay, they counted yeah. everything. Wasn't a fan of the art in that one. No, that's, this team has been doing Eisner award winning runs of different things, uh, uh, Daredevil, Black Widow. After that, I don't know if they wanted uh, Eisner Road for that, but is it's... that a dog? Is that Poochie from The Simpsons? I have no idea. Oh man, oh. that looks great. And hey. uh, <laughs> yeah, do we want to? Do we want to take a moment? Okay. Uh, Gideon Falls number two, which was just a crazy first issue, and they <laughs> they're not really telling you everything that's going on yet, but it's Jeff Lemire on the uh, on the writing and Andrea Sorrentino on the art. Um, and this team can do no wrong. You might have seen them from like Green Arrow uh, during the New 52, which was really, really good, regardless of how you feel about the New 52. Um, and yeah, so that was that was a really cool uh, follow-up to the first one. Starts to tie everybody into the crazy mystery of the story that's going on, and uh, it's been really good. Um, Oblivion Song number two from Mr. Kirkman and uh, Mr. Lorenzo. Um, I will admit it's actually been a little while since I read this comic. We got an advance reading copy, so I, it it definitely is uh, it, it's definitely a comic that I enjoyed a lot. I couldn't tell you exactly where the story goes, but I guess we don't need to. You can check it out. Uh, last but not least, a couple of trades. Uh, the first of the current era of BPRD, um, which is fast coming to a conclusion of the entire universe if what they're showing is anything to be trusted uh yeah we'll see how that goes Um, did i read right that they're rebooting hellboy here so there's a huge thing that they're doing in this comic and they asked people online to not spoil stuff and it is huge so don't i'm not going to (laughs) they did in the next issues solicitation Oh, they said the thing really? that they didn't want to have anybody say. <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Well, right. I, think I saw it like on comicbook.com or something. But yeah. It was... there, there's a huge thing happening. There's been an era of a certain aesthetic of the Hellboy universe. And yeah, I don't know. If you're interested in Hellboy, avoid the spoilers if you want to go into it with a open mind. Um, a really random trade called... Uh, Chainmail Bikini. Uh, it's an anthology of women gamers, uh, all by women gamers, if I am not much mistaken. Um, it's just a it's a crazy anthology. It's got a really cool cover, um, and it's in black and white. It's just a bunch of short stories about a bunch of random random stuff about women in video games and all the combinations. Yeah, yeah. If she wants it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. 
And then finally, from Dark Horse, uh, this thing has like 16 comic books in it, and they put it out for 25 bucks. But it's the crossover of all the aliens and Predator and Prometheus yes. and all that stuff that they've been doing. That's 20 bucks? 25 bucks. Yeah, there's seriously, there's like 17 comics in here. <laughs> Anything H.R. Geeker, I'm just... There you go. <laughs> well, feel free to take There's a, a new voice yes, in the room. Please, thank you. There is a new voice in the room. Let's uh, let's welcome. So, uh, joining us is a local legend, uh, DJ Ricochet, <laughs> who's been uh, actually one of the premier DJs of the Tri Cities for I hate to age you, Rick, but over twenty five years now. Oh yeah, we've been uh, friends for a long time. Right. <laughs> so, uh, how you been? Uh, really good. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. good. So awesome. for those of you who don't know, Rick was one of the first people to actually bring real music to Finley. Uh, basically, until he showed up, there was ACDC and country music, and he pretty much introduced most of us to our first hip-hop bands, our first dance music. Started you know. in 1980, so yeah, started all the hip-hop scene here, and then when uh, things started moving towards more electronic music, um, kind of started the EDM scene and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, still doing it. So this week's episode, we're talking about our first. Do you remember the first album that you ever bought? Uh, first album I ever bought was uh, a vinyl record of Mickey Mouse, Disco Mickey Mouse. Nice. <laughs> I nice. remember that one. It was my, still my, <laughs> one of my favorites. I still have it. <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so uh, now I'm, I'm assuming a DJ in the sense of like just live music, dance, that sort of thing? Right? Yeah, even uh, with bands. I used to DJ oh, okay. with bands as well, so... Pretty much oh, every like single style. Radio. Nice. I did I did everything. That's fantastic. I always have I've I've never understood DJing. I appreciate it from a distance, but it's just one of those things like I don't understand the mechanics of it. Yeah, there's a lot of different styles of mechanics when it comes to DJing. Yeah, yeah you can uh, have that remixing side to you where you mm -hmm. can take other people's music and make your own version of it, or you could just play it out. You can just do like a wedding where, you know, song ends, you I play another song on, and yeah, it is like so whatever styles. your client is, right? Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So growing up, Rick was, he was kind of like our Ricky Schroeder in Silver Spoons. He, uh, <laughs> he lived in a pool house. Heard that a lot. He had uh, the full stand-up Tron video game system. So we'd all I still just, have it. Wow. Does it still work? Still works. That's amazing. So yeah. The we real actually, Tron game. The, yep. tr the arcade. <laughs> so his, his house amazing. was a place to hang out after school every, uh, you know, and during the summer. Because, well, he's like that one of my kids. Yeah. My kids are like, oh, that's the place to hang out now. <laughs> and oh, they with all my, all their friends. Oh, yeah. Let's go to his house. Let's go He's to his got house. a pool. <laughs> He's a cool guy now. So what have you been up to? Uh, well, lately it's been a lot of uh, stuff with uh, Tri-City Art Collective. Um, we're a, a new art collective, and uh, we have a whole bunch of um, events coming up. Uh, we did one um, for Batter, Inc., their one-year anniversary, and... Uh, Set up a whole bunch of different styles of art all around the whole entire uh, store. And where's uh, the store located? It's off of uh, Clearwater, towards the end, like right there on the corner where the the Flash Cube building's at. Okay. So, um, uh, that's going to be kind of our uh, home base, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to end up doing um, music events, art events. Uh, they do um, major tattoo art there right mm -hmm. now. And um, what we're going to do is going to make it kind of like our own uh, church of different styles of art. Cool. <laughs> we had dancers in there last time, uh, fire dancers coming out. Um, we got uh, Latin night that's coming on uh, for Friday, this Friday. And then uh, following that, you know, we have, uh, of course, May 4th. I have a Star Wars party 
going to be nice. happening there. So I'm going to bring out like all my collectibles and set them up all over the place and have people do uh, uh, art within uh, the building all day. And then outside we have a huge mural the side of the building, and we're going to have uh, Tri-Cities uh, tagging and a whole bunch of artists to come out to do uh, spray painting across the whole side. Yeah, so will this be open to the public? Or? Yes. Okay, cool. And then at night it's going to be strictly VIP, so friends of uh, – our collective, so if you guys want to come out, you guys can come out and hang out and drink Ooh. with us. And... <laughs> that's, when, that's when the party starts. <laughs> You're also going to be at a uh, record store day this year, aren't yes. you? Yes. Um, I am i can't wait for uh, the 10-inch of Purpose Circle. I'm just all about that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about, like, Tool. And... Yeah. Are you performing at record store day? Or... Uh, I was asked to play here over at a uh, Catacomb. Yeah. Sweet. Record Sweet. Store Day is April 21st. Um, we'll be opening at 8 a.m. for that. Go to the record side. Yes. The record side. <laughs> the yes. Caterpillar Cafe side. <laughs> I want to hear no complaining if you're at the wrong door. If you wait at the front door of Adventures Underground till 10, all the good stuff will be gone. Go to the record <laughs> store. It's around the corner. <laughs> We, we, we need that to be clear. There were salty people last year. We want to avoid that if we can. So have you noticed a change in the music scene over the last couple of years here? Is it uh, better or worse? Well, most of the time I've been uh, playing a lot of out-of-town shows. So yeah. a lot of um, festivals, um, just a lot of like traveling to different locations to see what their scene is like. And uh, Are you yeah. still at the Grizzly Bar? Or? Uh, right now, I'm over at Town Crier on Friday's. Yeah, um, I, I you know me. I just bounce around everywhere. Right, so, right. Yeah, but you had you were there at Grizzly Bar for a while, right? For a while. Yep. Okay. Yeah, pretty much at every single spot. I'm probably the only DJ is DJ at every, every single scene. nightclub, <laughs> <laughs> and I keep uh, being passed around with all of them. So, yeah. you're still getting gigs at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. My favorite gigs are out of town just because they, they treat me like a... Uh, Royalty? Well, yeah. They, they treat me like that here, too. You know, I grew up here. But at the same time, you know, there's so many new up-and-coming DJs that want to get out there. And I kind of step back and they just flood the scene, which is all right. I don't mind. You got a website you want to plug? or? Uh, I do have my uh, site where you can listen to my music, which is uh, soundcloud.com uh, slash uh, fractal child. Dr. Shaw's kind of my AKA when it comes to me being online. I need to be that guy. Could you spell that for early? Because <laughs> I didn't understand what you said. Fractal, F-R-A-C-T-A-L, child, C-H-I-L-D. There we go. Okay. All right. That'll, that'll help me because I want to look that up. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Right. Anybody got any questions for him? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just look at Travis. Yes. And I'm sorry <laughs> I scared you. <laughs> no, no, no. That's great, man. That's that's super awesome to hear about your art We're collective. We're excited. Nobody invites us to parties ever. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a lot of parties going on. And, uh, like, okay, I don't know if you guys are like into like 420 stuff. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I think some I think of us are tolerant be. towards it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am doing uh, writing for um, a magazine called uh, Dope Magazine. It's really well known, and uh, I am kind of their spokesperson for Eastern Washington. So, uh, oh, nice. for 420, I'm doing a mansion party, and oh, wow. we are going to end up uh, doing a huge event over in Spokane in a mansion. Sweet, well, all the big wigs are going to be there. Oh, wow! Thanks for coming on, and uh, so we'll see you on 420 and definitely on Record Store Day, April 21st. Record Store Day, definitely here. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you.
So I heard there's some birthdays coming up. A really Ooh, quick shout out before the birthdays. Yes. Uh, anybody that loves RPGs and loves uh, uh, helping uh, benefit for charity, this weekend we have, uh, I believe we've mentioned it before a couple times, um, we had Richard DeMaurice up. No, um, but we didn't. We're, we're having, no, we were going to have Richard DeMaurice up, and it didn't happen. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Uh, but this weekend we have Springfest, which is... Um, which is going to be Pathfinder uh, supporting um, the American Diabetes Association. And we'll be having basically all day gaming on Saturday and Sunday in the back room, um, combination of Pathfinder, mostly Pathfinder and some Starfinder in the mix. And uh, just trying to trying to raise some money uh, for uh, the American Diabetes Association. Very nice. It'll start Friday during the day from about 11 till somewhere in the afternoon. So if you want to stop by and check it out and see what's going on, feel free. Cool. Excellent. And, and awesome. again, if you can't make it, Still go to their uh, Facebook page, and there's there's a link there that you can still donate. Yes. And, and we'll it, throw it, that up on the show our, our page. Perfect. And no tchotchkes associated, necessarily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we want to wish happy birthday this week to Ron Perlman. Oh, little Ron. Which, 68? Yeah, I'm wow. surprised. He looks really? good for his age. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, comic book related, we have J. Scott Campbell, who's 45. Yeah, one of my favorites. A <laughs> uh, little bit of Adrian Brody, which... I'm mixed on Adrian Brody, honestly. I was really? a fan of Predators. It was okay. Yeah. That dude was ripped in that movie. But <laughs> Sarah that? Michelle Gellar is 41. Awesome. And just to bring it up, because I like the guy. I can't help it. He's terrible, but I like him. Brendan Urie, Panic at the Disco. Oh, is yeah. 31. <laughs> and he's just obnoxious on social media. But <laughs> I like his music. So. He's great. Mm-hmm. We have one other birthday. One other birthday, you say? One other birthday, you I say? I can't forget it this time, though. <laughs> and, well, our our new man at the Keys, Travis. Hey, awesome. Hey. He didn't tell any of us, so no. none of us got it. Yeah, that snuck right by I us. Keep, I, yeah, I keep forgetting about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like we were talking about before the show, uh, Donnie and I. It, it, After 40 years, really nothing to celebrate. Mm, so yeah. Was, yeah. Well, you had you to count, count, Donnie. That's awful. You got to do when math. Does, when does it start to become a countdown? Honestly, oh, oh, sorry, I'm just so, kidding. No, no. See, that's, that's right now 20. at this age, okay, yeah, it's yeah, annoying yeah, yeah. because you're getting AARP stuff all the time. Oh. And you're like, this is just no good. I started getting that like five years ago, yeah. man. That's not fair. I know, right? Oh. Yeah. I didn't bother taking it off. Mm. It's going to work. That's fair. Also want to say a happy anniversary to my wife. We're celebrating 17 years. Hey, congratulations. Tomorrow. Congratulations. Awesome. So happy anniversary. See, those ones are way more important than that birthdays. Uh, yeah, they're more important to remember. <laughs> Unless you're single. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, True. Yeah. Touche. Or, you know, well, you can't forget Kat's birthday. She'd kill me in my sleep. <laughs> mm. Where's my catnip? Oh, man. my I, <laughs> Cat story, real quick. <laughs> so I, I took a soak in my tub the other night, which I don't do very often. Not to put any images in anybody's head, but you just said it though. My cat, my whatever. My <laughs> cat came in. Oh, this is going to end badly. Oh, dude, I have a scar now on my leg. <laughs> she got brave and decided that this quarter-inch ledge was the perfect place to walk. And she's a kitten still, so obviously straight in she went. And mm. yeah, I was bleeding. It was. <laughs> hey, speaking of blood in the water, did you guys see the trailer for uh, Meg or the Meg? No. Oh, dude, it's Jason Statham in like Jaws supersized. I can't wait. It was actually based on a book. Yeah, uh, Meg by Steve Alton, I think, is the author, hmm. uh, which is the the big shark that I talked about a while ago that I saw probably, I guess, a fake oh, story Megalodon. about. Oh, Megalodon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Not, not Megan. 
No. I was like, why <laughs> now, is the Shrek's name, name Meg? I don't know why the name. <laughs> so, Katie, I heard there's a, a rumor about Dolly Parton that you have. <gasps> this is... Do I have to say it? You almost forgot you know, to bring you it up. You told me to put it on the no, list. No, I didn't. I was joking. <laughs> this is a section called... You, you watched him write it down. <laughs> I didn't actually think you were going to say... This I'm is now section... watching him write it off. <laughs> this is the section called... Nobody cares about this but Katie, but Katie's really excited about it. Um, Dolly Parton's coming out with new music, and it's going to uh, be featured in a movie called Dumplin'. Uh, I have no idea when that's coming out. I didn't do enough research for that, because I didn't think it was going to be on the podcast. Um, it's featuring a famous drag queen that I'm a big fan of by the name of Ginger M- so look out for that. I'm pretty excited about it. That's no, almost offensive. I, know. Almost. I don't know if we. I don't know Do if we have to bleep that out. That. <laughs> I, I might jot that one down. <laughs> There's yes. a bunch of her records being coming out for uh, for record store day. So I, yeah. now I know why. Really? Yep. <gasps> Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> her? No, she's a. She's a classically trained bread. I hope you open up that thing like a gatefold and it's like, ooh. <laughs> Wait, what thing are we talking about? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll catch you. Oh my god, Dolly Parton stuff is coming out for record store. Record store day, yeah. She has some. Uh, Ooh, I didn't know that. Herself. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thanks for advertising for it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, folks, we've about hit that time. It sounds like. Um, Travis, thanks for. I can't see that. <laughs> oh wait, we got nine minutes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not doing too bad. Oh good. <laughs> Well, never mind then. <laughs> oh. uh, Clint Howard, Tom Papa, and Danny Trejo have all been confirmed. Wait, hold. For Can we get, no, don't say it. Can we guess? Because I just want to go through that list of names one more time. Clint Howard. Uh huh. Tom Papa. I'm not sure who he is. Help me. Okay, and Danny Trejo. That helps. That's good. Danny Trejo, I got. So just Clint Howard and Danny. Danny Trejo has me entirely interested. Um, <laughs> Toy Story Four. From Duck Till Dawn 5. Oh, or sorry. Which one? Oh, that'd be good, too. No, I don't think it would. Who would? Oh, man. Speaking of Danny Trejo, he was on this week's episode of The Flash. He's had a reoccurring. Oh, I saw that. And so was Jay and Silent Bob that... playing security guards. <laughs> not not Kevin Smith and Jason yep. Mewes. Oh. Jay and Silent Bob were, were in character on The Flash That's this week. So, so. That's so good. So they're in universe now. All three of those gentlemen have been confirmed to be in three... Rob Zombie's movie, Three from Hell, which means that Sherry Moon Zombie, in the most respectful way possible, Sherry Moon Zombie has really got to turn up the hotness in this movie because that's a lot of ugly on one screen. How old is she at this point? I think she's in, she's like late 40s, mid late 40s. She looks great. So apart from the ugly, how dirty do you think they're going to be too? Because he's got a real grimy feel to his... Did you see 31? Yeah, no, I watched it. Yeah. yeah. So Three from Hell, has, have they said anything about the story yet? No, nope. Just uh, there's actually a ton of people that I didn't mention. Is he doing the direct video thing? I'm sorry, George. No, I, I was just not. gonna say uh, can imply from the title there will be three of them, and okay. they will be from hell. Okay, uh, yeah. that's good to know. Uh, at least we have an origin <laughs> from story. Yeah, everybody yeah. that's in this movie, I'm guessing that now it is a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like this is what's happening after um, Devil's Rejects. But other than that, not a whole lot. Do you happen to know who's financing it? Or is he doing it because uh, the 31 was, I don't want to say kickstarted, but I feel like it was supported by. It, there was some sort of crowdfunding with yeah. that one. I don't think so. For that big of a title sequel, I think that it would be with some sort of production company. Well, it was Lionsgate that put out Devil's Rejects, I think. So I wonder if they picked this one up too. 
They hired him back? I think it was Lionsgate. I don't know. Maybe they had a Lionsgate or Miramax? Which if it's Miramax, it's not I was pretty confident gonna... it was Lionsgate, but now I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Could go either way. It'd, it'd <laughs> just be interesting to see him with a little bit more of a budget as opposed to a shoestring. Because 31 was good, but well, it was, you could tell it was shot in one spot. In the most respectful way possible, I'm a diehard Rob Zombie fan, but the last time he had a very serious budget was the Halloween movies. Yeah, he screwed that up. Yeah, he wasn't even <laughs> happy with that, though. Yeah. I'll so, stick with John Carpenter. <laughs> I made my mom watch the thing, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's yeah. my favorites. Yeah, I was like, Mom, let's sit down. We're going to watch this. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did she feel about that? She thought the effects just didn't hold up. Because, honestly, there's a lot of rubber in that movie. And the whole stop motion at the very end is just... Although she agrees with me that Kurt Russell is probably a thing by the end of that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Awesome. All right. I didn't know that was a common opinion. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. That, that, yeah, I think that's what pretty much... When I was watching it back then, oh, it was definitely that. For yeah. all my friends that were girls. It was, the whole... It's like, this weird movie. Yeah, yeah, but that guy. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading a thing from John Carpenter himself where he was like, you are supposed to kind of be like like the Lady and the Tiger thing of like, I, you don't know what happened. But looking back, you're like, no, definitely Kurt Russell's a thing. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, <laughs> it, sure. That was part of his, what, uh, End of the World trilogy, or the Apocalypse trilogy mm-hmm. or whatever he called it. There yeah. Was that and um, Mouth of Madness. Yeah. And I can't remember the other one, but... Yeah, I miss John Carpenter. I wish he'd do something other than Me just too. soundtracks these days. Although his music's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of you guys watching a Preacher by any chance? No. I've seen the first season. So <laughs> season so two popped behind. up on Hulu, Ooh. and did it really? The first episode is just a total grindhouse, like <gasps> it, like in the style, like the way they filmed it. Everything is just total grindhouse, and I was just like, <gasps> "Did you like the first season?" I liked the first season. Okay. I didn't love the first season. Okay. I. <laughs> I got this feeling that if Garth Ennis hadn't became a successful writer, mm-hmm. we would be watching, you know, uh, profile of crime Garth Ennis because that guy is screwed up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Preacher's <laughs> not even the worst of it, but no. you're right. Oh god, not, not no, not by a long well, shot. So the first season was pretty tame compared to the first episode of season two. So I'm sure, watching this, and my my, yeah. my nine year old or eight year old turns around. <laughs> And there's just guts flying everywhere. Oh, He's like, what oh, are God. you watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking forward to that Just wait to get it in uh, Blu-ray and 3D. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. How, have you continued to read The Boys there, Ian? Uh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> mm, uh, mm. <laughs> Upon purchasing that and starting to read it, I got uh, a handful of pages in and... Uh, I liked what I was reading, but yeah. man, it's intense. Oh, it's yeah. a lot. It really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it's I'm not, about halfway through the first it's trade. It's really not something that you're like, you know what? I had a long day. I'm not feeling super hot. Let me crack open a Garth Ennis novel. Like, it doesn't, you can't do that. <laughs> Typically not. No, it's more no. just that I'm going to drink till I forget what I just read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, Carl Urban, Keith Urban? Carl Urban. <laughs> Carl Urban. <laughs> Gary Urban. <laughs> Which urban is it? All of them. The second Carl time we've urban. mentioned keep Carl urban, urban on the podcast. I get them mixed in the exact up. same context too. <laughs> so he's playing the, the the lead for the boys, which I think is going to be really interesting. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I can see not that. Not Simon What's, Pegg. Oh. I don't. No, no, so no, 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 not, the not other playing guy. Baby Huey. The other okay. guy, yeah. The, yeah. The, the guy that wears the black leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. I can't oh, remember his interesting name. So he's going to do country in the beginning. Yeah, that's the opening theme song. Nice. Just the good old boys. Oh, man. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Oh, my uh-uh. God. Is there such thing as British country? 
it's, it's I a hope British. Not. Isn't it set in Britain, or am I just reading it that yeah. way? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's UK. No, it, no. Oh, is it not? It's not. No, it's based in the US, but they are a bunch of UK folks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's been a couple of years because they're taking all the out uh, all the American superheroes. Yeah. Okay. The ones that get out of line. Right. Have they said who's going to play the butcher? <laughs> not yet. Wait, isn't that his? Wait, yeah, that's, that's his that's name. Him. Yeah, that's the that's him. Yeah, that's, that's, him. No. that's Urban's no. Yes. No, then I, I hate like, him. The name doesn't uh, fit him. That's no. the problem. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, then I hate him even more. Oh. Really? You hate Carl Urban? No, I hate him as the butcher. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I was about to kill your mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked him as Bones in, mm. in the Star Trek. Yeah, his McCoy yeah. was great. I, Corey hates me for this, but I wasn't a big fan of his Judge Dread. I I'm, I'm going to kill your mic now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. Carl Urban can do no wrong. Oh, come on. That one slow motion scene where he just bursts in and blasts everybody. Oh. The, the, <laughs> the cinematography in that was fantastic. The camera work was actually quite stunning. I thought, personally. I thought so, too. But I liked all of them. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a far cry from the Stallone version. So Rob Schneider was in that, wasn't he? Yes, yes yeah. he was. So was Anthony Kiedis from yes. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, he, he was. He was uh, Judge Dredd's son. No. Yeah, he wow. was his kid. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. In the first one? <laughs> yes. fun, fun fact of the day. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. He's a long-haired kid, yeah. Am I wrong, or was Rob Schneider also in um, Demolition Man? Yeah. No, it was... <laughs> I just imagine him in that. I, I get those two movies confused, Judge Dredd and Demolition Man. No, that was Wesley Snipes. Okay. Really? Yeah, I think it's Demolition Man there. I just remember a lot of Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Three seashells. And that. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Any of you get to see Ready Player One yet? Oh, yeah? Thoughts? Yeah. Uh, the book is better. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I say. So that's, my problem was it took me about a third of the movie to finally not compare, keep yep. comparing it to the book. Yep. Once I let go of that, the movie is really good. But it is not the book. They made nope. some no. changes yep. that go watch the movie first if you haven't read the book. Just you'll enjoy the movie so much I've, more. I've been telling people that too. We've yeah. been we've actually talked about that quite a few times on the podcast for like, hey, if you just kind of separate it from the original content. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that was the problem that was trying to get myself to separate it from the that content because you're like That was my problem. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why would they do this? <laughs> I do it's... find you to be the most willing to do that. I don't know if that's kind of just like my generational thing, but like I cannot physically do that. So I've hit the point. Because I've got a kid who's also he's his own nerd, yeah, and I get to see things through his eyes. I get mm-hmm. to, I get to see the excitement that he sees for something that I look at and went, they've destroyed this, but he's enjoying it. So I get to enjoy it through him. Basically, I'm living mm-hmm. vicariously through him. Yeah, where I think that's the biggest problem as nerds is we're so unwilling to let go of our childhoods. Yeah, we're kind of developmentally stunted in a lot of ways where if you can let go and just learn to appreciate the newness for what it is yeah you'll enjoy it so much more and you guys haven't had the chance to go through a lot of these reboots like some of us old fogies have not as many not as many sonic the hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> i mean it still hurts i'm sorry like you 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 grow up loving pokemon mm-hmm and now we're getting Pokemon 2.0 generation wise. Two. Well, I mean, it's it's the new the new hotness with with Pokemon the Go three, and she, 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 yeah. oh man. And so you're, you're you're seeing minor changes, but sure. you're not seeing a total revamp of the thing you loved. And I mean, I've been raised through 
eight Batmans at this point in my life. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're, they're each okay for what they are, so. I can give give me time. There will be 20 before I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is what it is. So That's the thing I always tell everybody is that just enjoy the entertainment of everything. Exactly. And just let Don't it, pick it know, apart. Yeah, that's social media. Social media just goes down. Yep. Nothing but all that uh, negativity. And it makes it so it's no longer fun. Mm. So just keep it to yourself and... Everybody have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Don't be so hypercritical about everything. Yeah, just say what you don't like about it and uh, just say, okay, everybody go watch it. But, but <laughs> yeah. the fight scene at the end of that movie, I need to get it on Blu-ray. It's just oh, so yeah. I can pause. There were so many things that I missed because there was just so much right. sensory mm-hmm. overload going on at the end of that movie. This is Spielberg, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was. Does it have any Spielberg moments? No. Oh. He actually, when he got hired on to do this, he flat out said there will be no Spielberg in this movie because he didn't feel like that was appropriate. Interesting. Which, yeah, I mean... And honestly, you think about it. When you think Spielberg, you're thinking Indiana Jones, which really wouldn't have played into this movie. You think E.T., E.T., which really wouldn't... There wasn't much... They snuck Jaws in there. They did sneak Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good... I mean, there's enough going on in that movie that having Steven Spielberg, even just like a little Easter egg, was unnecessary. It would have been been fine. And honestly, for me... Being a DC fanboy, I was a little upset of how many DC references I caught in that movie. Mm. There were so many of those in there that it was just like, oh, come on, guys. This is just silly at this point. But I got to see Spawn and Battletoads in the same <laughs> scene. That was amazing. Yep. Yeah, they really, really? did get the action down. Huh? Really? Yeah. 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 I have to watch this. Yeah, it's, 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 it's good. Like Spawn. I said. It is good. It, and if, if you don't. Go in expecting the movie, you'll enjoy, or expecting the book, you'll enjoy this movie immensely. Yep. If you go in thinking it's going to be a page-for-page adaptation, you're going to hate it. Just go in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. I want to play that video game. If any of you call <laughs> and ask if we have Battletoads. We, we do, actually. I'm gonna, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to say yes, because technically we do. We got one. We have one. What? Is Graphic it under, under glass. Is it Zitz, Rash, or Pimple? Oh, yeah. Uh, she hates yeah, me. Yeah. No, she doesn't know what you're talking about. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Did they put out, I'm lost. <laughs> Did they put out a graphic novel for Battletoads? I don't know. A comic book. A comic yes. book? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have That's anything have nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Did you ever play Battletoads? Those games were amazing. I have not, no. Okay. I heard, I've heard good things. Classic side-scrollers. The, the, oh, yeah, yeah. One, one of them was unbeatable. I just remember the arcade game being brutally violent, yeah. and that made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ian. I, I keep I keep holding the thing I up. I can't see that. I see. Ian does. Little... <laughs> We're an hour and three minutes in. Hour nine. Oh, see, I can't even see it from here. <laughs> Nobody's sitting by me. No. Hi, Travis. I, I feel. Hi, from over there, Travis. Hi, hi everybody. Hi. <laughs> So we should probably wrap this up then. I guess. I guess. So, well, Travis, thank you for being Travis. And and all the way over here. All the way over there this time. Thank you <laughs> for being over there. Katie? When the shark jumps out of the water. Rick, record store day, April 21st. <laughs> yeah, I'll be here. Awesome. Ian? Thank you, Donnie. And Mr. George? Thank you, Donnie. And Corey, you're not here. So with we that, everybody, everybody. we are out of here. Nothing can kill the grass. 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 Can kill the grass.
You've been listening to AU Radio. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio is a production of Adventures Underground and G-Wiz Multimedia Productions. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.